You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. This is episode 46 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast, presented by BrandonRendiniFitness.com. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Rye. What up? What up, fellas? How you guys feeling today? Like shit. Yeah. It's uh, Thursday night. Yanks are off today. Uh, rough, rough Another loss. Another off last. day. Rough loss last night. But they've have they've had uh what twenty off days in the last uh, week. Yeah, well they got uh here we go coming up June fourth doubleheader and then uh, June eighteenth another doubleheader so they're gonna pay for it. It's bullshit. This whole this whole schedule sucks. The way don't you think off days should not just be for travel days but also if a team needs to make up a rain day with that team if they've gotten rained out within that series. What are you talking about? Like. Don't you think that that mutual day off after the National Series should have been used for – like that should have been a mutual off day used if one or two of those games got rained out? All right, but the Yankees had travel schedules. That's what I'm saying though. So so can't they work around that somehow? I don't know. It's ridiculous how many rainouts there's been. Well, you, well, and we just talked about it. The Red Sox are going to play four more games than the, than the Yankees right now. All right. So, so that it, means, hold on, let me just get this point out. Right, that means ahead. that the Yankees, that you just said they have they have two doubleheaders coming up, right? Yeah. And what's the general rule of thumb in a doubleheader? Split a doubleheader. Right, and that's bullshit. So how many doubleheaders are the Yankees going to have to play? Where they're, You're pretty much giving a game away at they're that point. They're playing two, I just said that. It's bullshit. This I mean, whole schedule sucks. We've been saying it from the beginning. You think this year is bad? Wait till next year when the Yankees have to go to London. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's great. And you know what? They're going to need a. Fl- I'm going to stick up for the Red Sox and their fans here. It's bullshit to them that they're going to play a home game in London. We play two home games in London for what? To grow the game. Great. We can't even grow it in America. They want to grow it in Europe. It's an untapped market, apparently. Oh yeah. So if you think about it, the Yankees are going to they're going to need one full day for travel. <laughs> Both well, they might need a couple since apparently their plane doesn't work. This is the second time on this road trip. Last night, they flew. They took off, and the pilot was like, sorry, guys, we're going to have to uh, turn back. The pressurization of the plane is enough to possibly explode. We're going to take an emergency landing, and you guys are going to have to sleep in an airport again. So, Giancarlo Stanton, maybe you could sleep on your bag of $30 million in the airport while we fix this plane. Apparently, I read they were actually on their way to a hotel, and then they got called back because the plane was ready. So they never (laughs) – so, I mean, just the way that this has been handled. And, And like, the first time it happened, it's one thing because they were on such a hot streak that, like, you you live with those things and you kind of – you just, like, make the best of them. But after you lose two shit games – sorry for all the cursing, but I'm not the happiest today. After you lose two games like that to the Texas Rangers and then that happens when all you want to do is just get home, 
that's frustrating. All right, so where do you want to start? Do you even want to go, you want to go back to Kansas City? They, they beat Kansas City. But they, I feel like we it shouldn't be just a throwaway because we've annihilated Sonny Gray on this show. Oh, that was the Sonny Gray. That game. was a Sonny Gray game. Let and, me tell you something. For the first time ever, what was he as a Yankee? It was he was great on Sunday. He was brilliant was on really Sunday. Good. He was phenomenal on Sunday. First time I've ever said that. One run over eight innings. I mean, the Yankees win going away ten to one. And the thing I take out most of the Kansas City series is that, you know, what is, it? is it still called Kauffman Stadium? Or did they sell it to somebody? I don't know. Who cares? How important do you think they renovated that shit? How important do you think pace is for a pitcher? Because I noticed when he when Gray is at a decent pace, he is such a different pitcher. Well, who gave that stat? That was a Katie, uh, Katie Sharp stat. It was something with the his pace, his average pace is under twenty two un- seconds. Right. He He's his very ERA successful. is like two something. To answer your question, it's not that important to every pitcher, but to a guy like Sonny Gray, it's extremely important because Sonny Gray is a guy who lets the game beat him. He lets himself beat himself. So. When he can take the ball, get back on the mound, look into the catcher and throw strikes, uh, the quicker he works, the better he is. Yeah, I noticed, too, he rarely shakes off Romine, too. Oh, they have to count it every game. Well, they sleep like, he in... only shook him off twice well, today. You, you guys know that they share a bunk in uh, <laughs> in Manhattan, right? They uh, they live in a one-bedroom apartment. And yeah. They... Wow, one bed. Yeah. Twin, and twin he pays no, half bunk sal- salary. Oh. I was going to say something about Sonny Gray, though. Oh. I was going to say this. That that start was phenomenal, and I'm so happy for him. I was so happy to tweet that he was phenomenal. But it doesn't mean anything to me unless he goes out there his next start and he's good. Is he? Pi- I I'm not asking him to be he's great. He's uh, Saturday. I'm not asking him to be great like he was last game, but he better be good. He better give me six. He better give me a quality start. Do you agree? Yeah, like, he, is he's got to back like, that. He's like, if he doesn't come out and give us a quality start, that start he gave us means nothing to me. It means absolutely no, nothing. He needs to back that up. He doesn't have to be just as good. He doesn't have to be better. He has to give me a quality start. He has to show me that he can start stringing together a good amount of, of quality starts well, and mixing in some brilliant ones like the other day. In fairness to him, this is his third quality start out of his last four. Yeah, Yeah, that is fairness, but I've said this in the past. He's never given me that brilliant game. So when he he gives you these quality starts, and I'm doing air quotes there, because they're not really like the greatest starts in the world, but they are quality. And then he mixes in a game where he gives up seven runs in three innings. Those quality starts are nothing. But when you can start mixing in some brilliant performances like he did the other day, and then give me some quality starts, and then maybe you have a rough day. I can live with that. But I, I need a quality start on I, Saturday. I'm not, you know, a lot of people that don't like Sonny Gray try to, like, uh, poo-poo it, saying, oh, it was against the Royals. Well, you know what? That same Royals team gave Luis Severino a lot of trouble the night before. So, you know what? That's still a major league ball club. Exactly. And I don't care who it is. Yeah. That's still some, that's still a positive. you got to take that as a positive. And you could say the same things because like... Because if his second best start of the season, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that against the Astros? Astros, yeah. yeah so. But you could say that about any team. I mean, you could go out there and on, on paper you could say, oh, he beat the A's, who cares? But you really dissect that lineup. That's a pretty decent lineup. And guess what? 
I am shocked after this series. I know the Yankees pitching was atrocious, but I'm really shocked that the Rangers are having this much difficulty this year with that lineup. Well, you've seen they have the... They have these young kids, though, that are pretty good. Yeah, but they can't pitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or field. So, like, has has offense not been an issue for the Rangers this year? Is that... A lot of guys... Well, you saw... um, Profar. Profar. You have that other young kid, I... Who's Man, the guy? Man, Manaza? Uh, Manaza? I don't remember his name, but oh, he is. Oh, Roofnet Odor. I mean, Odor. Jesus, until uh, until he hit the home run off of Tanaka, I believe. He was hitting once. He was in the 100s. So well, they like, got a, a, a few that... guys that are underachieving a little bit, plus some young guys. But they, st- but in that ballpark, bro, I've never seen balls fly no, out of a ballpark as they and did. And Boone said a lot of it had to do with the, the, uh, the weather just – flicking a switch and it just got really hot down there balls are flying out of the stadium but again the rangers are in last place but you can't just take them and 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 poo poo them they're a good team they're a major league baseball team the yankees offense did what they needed to do they scored 10 runs in in two of those games and you should have won both and you know what though here's what the problem is you go up four nothing, then you go up ten five. Those games you got to put them in your back pocket and go home with the win. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not. Last night was a miserable loss. I don't care if they're. I don't care if they were forty five or whatever. How many games in O at that point? That loss will still piss me off every single time. It's inex. It's unacceptable, inexcusable. You can't have that kind of lead on a last place team and lose that game. You just can't. They had a four nothing lead, blew that. Then what a ten five lead and blew that. Yeah. And 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 you have Shreve come in who he just sucks. I'm done with him. <laughs> okay? I'm done with Shreve. You never saw him sucks. Never saw him hate him. Uh done with Shreve. He sucks. He's not only back down to earth, he's falling off the earth. He sucks. I'm done with him. And then you have David Robertson come in. Alright, wait, and, before all right. There's two no, other... I'm going to get into this right now. Right, you want to get I into need it to get right the now? emotion out before, right, get we, it out before we talk about the other games. Because you there's... brought this up, and yeah. I want to talk about this a little bit. Who brought this up? You did. Okay. You brought this up by saying it's a good point. Is David Robertson ever going to be the same pitcher? Was he overworked in the postseason last year? Because he hasn't looked the same since then. You know what? It's... He really hasn't. He's had his moments where he, he just doesn't seem like he has any anything left. He looks tired. He's never been a great control artist, but to come out there in that spot to walk the first two guys, that's a red flag. Here's my thing with David Robertson. No matter what, no matter if he walked the bases loaded with no outs in a one-run game, he had a look on his face that he was going to get out of it. And to me, he just looks very defeated this year. Right off the bat. He got a huge strikeout last night. And then with two outs, he gives up a uh, bases-clearing double or whatever it was. Triple, I don't even – double, I think. It was a double, but that first – it was, on, it was He tried to steal a first strike thinking the guy was going to take it, and he threw the ball right down the middle. And it's just like it's a struggle for him right now. And he just looks tired and defeated. And I think a lot of that has to do with the postseason last year. I think he was overused. What did he th- did he come in? I mean, did he throw three innings in that wild card game? He threw, I think so. yeah. And then it was didn't get much better from there. No, it didn't because you had that Cleveland series, right? 
In Cleveland, he had a couple games where he he gave two innings, I believe. And then in the ALCS, you saw it towards you the end of that really series. You really started to see it. You saw him getting tired. You really started to see it. And has it had a carryover effect? You know what? Aroldis Chapman said it did when he uh, he wasn't the same guy in the beginning of last year. You hear about guys having dead arm and, and stuff like that. It happens. It happens, but... I mean, something's going on. This isn't the David Robertson we know. And I'm really, really, really itching for Tommy Keenley to get back here. Robertson threw 30 innings in last year's postseason. Shut the hell up! Shut up! Uh, Wait, that might be wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, that's only... That's his total (laughs) postseason. I was going to say, in 13 games, he threw 30 innings? Jesus. Honestly, that wouldn't (laughs) be the most... 13. Thirteen, still he okay, but, but that's still a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Thirteen innings in thirteen, in 13 games, games. That's a lot, man. That means that in in theory, in somewhat in theory, that's like saying the Yankees playing thirteen games. He's going to pitch every night, and in one of those with games, some off days mixed in between. In one of those games, he didn't even record an out. He gave up four runs. That and was that had to against, be uh, and game you know six what? or game you, seven. Yeah, two or three of those innings were right in the wild card game, like you said, game six. Game six, yeah. One of those games, he just didn't have anything left in him. So, yeah. So, uh, Tommy Canely's on his way back. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, which would... Saturday, I believe. Uh, I believe Booney said him and Bird would probably be coming up on the same day. Well, here's what the interesting point is, and we'll you know we'll know more this afternoon, which in in real time because we're, you're going to hear this Friday morning. Uh, they sent down. Uh, I want to call him Rhett Bollinger for some reason. Ryan. Ryan Bollinger, who, I mean, this guy, I kind of feel bad for him because it's not often that somebody gets plucked from the double-A roster straight to the bigs. And he did yesterday. Uh, did he pitch? No, he didn't pitch. And we'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, he had pitched in the last couple years. He had he had made stops in Germany, which I didn't even know they had professional baseball in Germany. Me neither. Australia and Canada. And then he found his way into the Yankees organization. And then the Yankees sent him down after the game last night. So they have an open roster spot. I'm under the impression somebody's coming back tomorrow. Uh, 100%. Whether that be Bird or whether that be Tommy Canely. I'm so confused with, with the schedule they have on this. Just try and make some sense out of this to me. Why the hell would Greg Bird be ready on Saturday, but not Friday? Why not start a series fresh with Greg Bird? Why? What's, it, what's the point? I don't know. It, it, what, sometimes how does that make sense? Sometimes it would have to. Like I've seen it before. If it's like let's say um, a lefty batter, if he's ready on Friday and they're starting, and the opposing team starting lefty on Friday, they might wait till Saturday. But I mean, get this not guy gonna... up here. All right, so if you gonna... I understand that, but if you're like, let's say it was a mid-season injury, he had. Play... It's not that he's starting the season, but if it was a mid-season injury and it's a game he wouldn't play anyway, that's different. But but we're talking about a situation where they're leaving a roster spot open. Somebody's gonna be here tomorrow, probably Canely. I'd say probably Canely. And they, they said, for what it's worth, they said Adam Warren is still a couple weeks out from even returning. I to have baseball not even activity. heard. I have not even heard his name mentioned. Two him. weeks until he starts picking up a ball and start starting to throw some simulated. He's a non-factor games. for this team. No, he's really not. I, 
I I was never huge on on Warren, but you know, it's crazy to say it, and I'm sure he'll come back down to earth at some point. But Jonathan Holder's been really good since he came back. Here's what what I'll say about last night is part. Uh, you know what? I, tell me if you, you guys agree with me or not. Aaron Boone's getting killed for his usage of the bullpen. Like that seems to be like the major flaw. I don't think it is, but I on Twitter. And the Yankees Twitter here, and I hate using that friggin' phrase, but it's what people call Yankees Twitter. Let uh, me ask you a question. That apparently his the one thing that he doesn't know how to do, except for on nights that they lose, he doesn't know how to do anything apparently. But on regular days, the one thing he doesn't know how to do is use his bullpen. Let me ask you a question. Do you agree with that before you ask your question? I agree with you. That he doesn't – no. I, I know. I agree with you. I don't that, think it is a problem. No, I agree with you. I don't think it's a problem. I don't think he's done anything up to this point that's warranted calling it a problem. There's a yet. couple times when I questionable. S- there's some- a couple times, of course, in any man. I don't care if you're the best manager in the world. There's going to be a couple times where people sitting on their couch are going to say, "Why do you go to him there?" I I would have went to to him. I would have went to Green. I would have went to you know whoever there. But here's my biggest gripe with the fans last night when he brought Shreve into that game. People people don't realize this, okay? People go, why would he bring Shreve into this game? Who do you want him to bring in in a five-run game? Who? You want him to bring in the elite guys? For what? Your worst bullpen guy should be able to hold a five-run lead. It wasn't a five-run lead because CC gave back two immediately after the Yankees jumped ahead 10-5. CC gave two right back. And I think that is where the game really turned. Oh, so oh, you're right. You're. I apologize. Sabathia had seven earned runs that game. Shreve I two. apologize. You're right. Then he brings Shreve in. Which right? you can say, why didn't he just give Robertson a clean inning? Which here's here's what I understand. The reason was is that it was a um, how do you call it? There was a lot of lefties coming up in that inning, so he wanted to get the. the... He wanted CC to get that first lefty in the fifth. But here's a good point. Here's a good point that Joe and Ev brought up. And it could be that Boone's a rookie manager and, and Girardi was a veteran. But Yeah, I heard this today. No yeah, Boone say. really cares about getting his guys the win. He wanted to try and get a fifth inning out of CC last night to try and lock in that win. And he can't do that as much, especially with a guy like CC. But I apologize. I, I got out of line there on that. But here was my biggest problem because it just hit me. It was 11 to 10 they were down. Yeah. Right? Robertson had blown the game or whatever. But Tances comes out in an 11 to 10 game and he's dominant. Dominating. Dominant. Probably the, in the best I've seen inning, him. He comes back out. That fastball was as good as it's been all year. Last and night. hold on. Let's call it for what it is, right? Because if Sanchez was behind the plate last night, Twitter would explode. He probably would have been shot by someone. Romine lets a ball get by, and I'm not busting Romine because he's friggin' great at what he does. But let's call it for what it is because we all rip Sanchez, right? Romine can't block a ball, and the strikeout ends up being a runner on first base. You know where the story goes from there. They they tack on another run because for whatever reason, right? But Tansis should never pitch a second inning. But here's here's where. I have an issue with the fans. Everyone's going, why wouldn't you just go to green there? Why? 
A, Batances was filthy in the seventh, so why wouldn't you go to him in the eighth after he threw, what, eight pitches in the seventh? Right? Why wouldn't you? And B, you're losing the game! You're losing! You have a guy who was just dominant, who you have faith in, and you're losing. And here's something that Girardi used to do all the time, and it used to piss me off. It would be a close game, tie game, one-run game, late in the game, whatever. And Girardi would blow through the entire bullpen. Literally, blow through it. And then you'd go, okay, well, what happens if this goes into extra innings? Who are they going to use? Maybe Boone was thinking, okay, but Tansis was dominant. Probably the best he's looked all year. I'm going to get another inning out of him. And if he gives up another run, we're still down a run. We're not winning right now. This isn't a tie game. We're losing. So why am I going to go out there and blow through Chad Green now? For what? And then, okay, the Yankees tie the game, and and then who? You're going to leave Green out for another now? Then they take a lead, Chapman comes in, or what if it stays tied? I mean, this guy's using his hot hand at the time. And, again, I'll say it one more time, they were losing. But now people have the numbers to back it up. It's four for four this year when he goes into the second inning and gives up a run. There was a time against Cleveland, yeah, where he got hit in that second inning. But last couple times out, they've been fluke things. Right. It's just it's crazy to me. It because you know what the mentality and you can't you can't really blame the fans and and I like this mentality. Their mentality is no matter what that. They're just watching a team that's going to win no matter what the score is. And I love that. But a manager can't always think that way, especially when almost every guy you bring in is an elite arm. And especially at this point of the schedule where they're going to have to play 33 and a half right. games 34 days. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. To be honest with you, I understand his thinking because uh, Texas had a lot of lefties coming up in the sixth. Him leaving CCM was was an issue. No, not, not even so much that. You know, go just just start running them out. Green, chap, yeah. you know, just start running them out at that and point. And here's why you're 100% right. In the sixth inning. Just start, just go, yeah. you got the day off, just start running them out there, get the win and go home. Here's why you're 100% right, because it wasn't like that game was 10 to 1 and then CC gave up a few runs. CC went from that game being a five-run game to, oh shit, we might lose to the Rangers again. And at that point, you got to stop the bleeding. You got to go to your best guys. I agree with you. But you know what, Jonathan Holder, man, he's been he's been really good. You yeah, he's been him, really good. You you didn't think he'd ever make it back up? I here, really did. didn't. And, and you know what? He's pitching like the guy that we saw in spring training. He he, he had a dominant spring training. He's not allowed to run. Since he's been called back up, I think he's had 10 scoreless appearances or something like that. Yeah, he's been really, really good. And I thought they were just going to be done with this guy. And Boone's using him in these leverage spots where he he's trying to bridge the starter to the back end of the bullpen. And he's trying, and he's yeah. trying to use Holder in that spot. And, but, it, you know, it's, it's been working out for him. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, let's let's stop blaming Boone for everything. Let's blame the starting pitching. They gotta give us more. They gotta give us more innings. We can't keep relying on these guys every game to go out there and to and to 
continue to come out of the bullpen and have to give this team five, four, four, five innings. You know what? It was a good point by Joe and Evan, and I kind of agree with it because I've seen it happen where Girardi didn't give a shit whether a guy had a win on the line or not. And you saw yeah, that. I, I know that. You saw that last year when the Yankees had to play the Rays in Tampa, and he pulled them out with like a an out left to go in the fifth. when he did that, yeah. And CeCe was pissed too. He was very pissed. But Boone is trying, you know, he's done it with Sonny Gray a couple times that I can think of, and he's done it with CeCe where he's trying to get these guys through the fifth with a lead to get him a win. But part of it too, you know, to me is that he's got to get extra out somewhere. I mean, yeah, CeCe didn't have it, but now you're up five. You're just hoping it was one bad inning and the big guy can get you three more outs and then go to the bullpen, yeah. which didn't work out. But, I, again, I can't fault him because you can't be in that bullpen after no, and, and every night that early. Going back to when I ranted just now, it was a 10-5 game. It wasn't a one-run game. So, uh, Just to point out how good Holder's been lately, he gave up three earned runs in back-to-back appearances on April 3rd and then on April 6th, three earned runs. Since then, hasn't given up an earned run. Wow. Yeah. He's pitched a good amount of games. Yeah. Yeah, he's in. Listen, as it doesn't matter how. About 10 games. You want to know how, when you have a bullpen as dominant as the Yankees do, Jonathan Holder's your mop-up guy. I mean, that's it. AJ Cole has actually been coming into some some pretty decent ball games here where they have had to rely on him. So so but, the two the bottom two guys right now are definitely Cole and Shreve. Shreve Holder, just Shreve. Holder, Shreve is in the basement. Holder's uh definitely moved up to pecking order. Yes, big time. And that's not to say that he can't fall right back down. No, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean AJ Cole has actually been very, very, very effective for this team. His numbers are, you know, short lived at this point. I mean, his days here are short lived. He's not. He doesn't have many days left in pinstripes. I'll tell you I that. would not imagine that. To I would, yeah, I would not imagine he would have. <laughs> Unless many more. they're going to start him over Herman. I mean, and right. send Herman back down. I don't know. Uh, if Tommy Canley comes back and he struggles. Do the Yankees maybe try adding another bullpen? They guy? would no. need to at that point. No way. I, dude, honestly, I don't know. I don't want to pin the whole hopes of the bullpen on Tommy Canley, but it's very important that he comes back because they need another reliable guy in the late innings. Yeah, but you but know, if he doesn't come back to being the Tommy Canley that came over in the trade last year, they might be in a little bit of trouble, man. Yeah, but you know, if D Rob's healthy, and what we're speculating isn't true. And he's just hit a rough patch right now. He's going to be dominant. It's it's David Robertson. If anything, the Yankees are going to work from within to to build that bullpen. He, he, Maybe that's when you flirt with the idea of Chance Adams going coming up and going into the pen. You know, it's funny you bring up Chance Adams because I read an interesting stat about him. This whole personal catcher nonsense. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Higashioka, his ERA with Kyle Higashioka is like seven. But with Eric Kratz, it's like two point four something. Really? Yeah, and they and they relatively pitched like the same amount of games. Maybe we'll just get five catchers, five different catchers, and we'll just have each one for each pitcher. You know what you gotta like about David Robertson though? He struggles, but at least he ad- he he admits to it. He said about his uh, 
last couple of bad outings. I've pitched like crap. There's nothing else to say about it. I've been very poor. I haven't thrown a lot of strikes. I'm going through a rough patch right now. I need to clean up my end. Oh, good. You know, what and do you, you want know who else say? is like that, though? Batances. He really is. Batances will come out, and he'll stay confident, but he'll say, i got to be better. I think that's a big trait to have if yeah, you're playing in New York. it is. You know who's not like that? <laughs> After a bad start? Sonny, you gave up uh, 10 runs today against the worst offense in baseball. What can you say about that? Well, you know, um, I thought I had my really good stuff today, but uh, um, I don't know. I'm just going right, well, to get know, better. This is, not the, this is not the day to pick on Sonny. I like Sonny Gray today. I do. All right, so instead of breaking down the, the whole Texas series, there's two things that I really want. There's three things I want to talk about. Number one, again, we saw the bad monster hero Tanaka. Yeah, I, he's got to clean it up, man. He really does. I'm getting tired of it. Because that you game can, on – You can live with – just hear me out for a second. You can live with it still because last year's postseason is so uh, – it's, it's still too close to forget how incredible he was. But this guy's got to be better. I mean, he doesn't have to be great at that point. At this point, he's got to be better, though. He's got to be way better. I mean, the Yankees come out; they start, they're just slugging, you know, against Bartolo Colon. And you know what? Fourth inning, the Yanks are up four to one. He he allows that home run to Odor, which was his first of the season. And like I said, he was hitting what. A buck something at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's not a guy that you should be giving up a big home run yeah. to in that spot. And again, you know what? Tanaka's got to be a guy where, for better or worse, you want to say that he's not this guy. But he he needs to be a guy that can get the Yankees into the sixth inning at least. You and know what's not, frustrating doing with him? It. It's like, it's seriously, and I thought I was just saying it as a joke a couple weeks ago, but this guy gives you two brilliant starts, and then he gives you two miserable starts. And then he'll give you another brilliant one, another decent one, two awfuls, two brilliants, couple awfuls again. And it's just like get on get on some type of a, a rhythm here. I'd rather have four quality starts in a row from Tanaka than two brilliant and two awful. It's gotta be he's gotta be better. He's gotta he's gotta get some type of consistency here. By default, he's the Yankees' second starter. Right, right now, he's saying. pitching like a four. That's what I'm saying. And guess guess what? There's no one else out there who's pitching like so a two. So right now, the Yankees have an ace, and then they have four, four, and five starters. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's very important that Sonny Gray continues to pitch well. Because Sonny Gray has this – and don't get me wrong. Tanaka is filthy. When his splitter's on, man, he is unhittable. But – He's got to be better. But when it's not on, it, he's just he's, he's, he's miserable. He doesn't have anything to go to when his splitter's not on. He's That's the he's one of the worst pitchers I've ever watched when he's off. All right, so quickly now we'll move along to Tuesday. Uh, was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. That was the first loss. Uh, dropped the game six four to the Rangers. Here, that was Cole Hamill's audition tape for the New York Yankees. He got the job, man. You said it. He got the part. In his last four starts, they've all been against. Uh, good teams. AL playoff teams from last year: Boston, the Yankees, Cleveland, and Houston. And he has not allowed more than, more than two, two runs. runs against any of those teams. Yeah, and he looked pretty damn good on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm sold completely on him, but I gotta say, at this point, he might be worth taking a risk. I mean, dude, you see how balls fly out of that ballpark, right? 
And he's pitching to a three three eight ERA. Well, I said this to you. He's probably lower now. No, oh, that's what his ERA it's is right after now. the game. Yeah. Uh, I said this to both of you guys. You know what I really love about him? He has flawless mechanics. I always love a pitcher with flawless mechanics because I feel like you can really trust them. Even when even when something's off, they're still going to be decent. And if you really look at Cole Hamill's career outside of maybe one season, he's really been a very, very consistent pitcher. He's been in the you know mid to low threes in ERA almost every year, uh, if not lower. And he's a guy that maybe you can rely on. He has he reminds me of Andy Pettit a lot when it comes to mechanics. He's very fluent, very flawless. Just don't let him go to Houston because then he'll pitch. He'll have an 07 ERA yeah, and he'll be throwing ninety eight miles per hour at least. Uh, last year he only threw one hundred forty eight innings, but every year other than that it's been last year was the, plus. Yeah, last year was the first time he spent any significant time on the DL. I mean, he missed one, another thing you like at, out of him. He missed one start this year with neck stiffness, but I mean that's not really a big deal. Uh, and the other thing from Tuesday's game is Domingo Herman just shit the bed early, allowed five early runs, and the Yankees just never recovered from it. Yeah, it's if if you it's a, if it there's an me. ebb and flow to the game, and the Yankees go down by a couple, you know they can bet. But you, when you're down five nothing in a blink of an eye, I don't care what if you got nine Mickey Mantles on that team, yeah. it's tough to come back from. Yeah, you're constantly feeling like you're fighting uphill the whole game. Yeah, it's Yankees, demoralizing. And then the Yankees get a run back, so now you're feeling a little bit better. Five one, then he immediately gives up another run. I agree. So I mean, like you said. You said three starts. This was his third start. After the, he's been terrible since the no hitter. This is it for me. That was it. And post game, Boone made it sound like he did without explicitly saying it. It and he's going to take his next spot, his next turn in the rotation. Who is Herman? He said he came straight out and said that. He said when he makes his next start. That's what he said. That was pretty much his exact words. Wow, that's. Poor. Who would you pitch instead of him? I'd rather see if anyone AJ Cole. I mean, come on, the guys, the guys earned it at this point. Uh, that's what I said. I don't I, listen. In the same breath, if AJ Cole goes out there and starts, I do not expect him to pitch well. I don't. I think he'll get shelled. But he has earned his spot now. He has. All right. I don't. I would not have a problem if they decided to. St- to pass over Herman and let AJ Cole make the start because he's only got to be better than six runs over four innings, which I think he can probably do. Maybe. I don't know that. And you know what? I just feel like the player you handed the ball to isn't getting the job done. And there's got to be a certain cutoff point. Herman, you're, it's not detrimental to, to the team if Domingo Herman's mentality is shot down a little bit because you're pulling him from the rotation. You need someone who's if anything, is going to at least eat innings for you in that spot. A.J. Cole's going to at least give you that. I don't know if he's going to be effective, but he's going to at least eat innings for you. I don't have, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And to be honest with you, at this point, with that spot in the rotation, the Yankees just need to ride a hot hand. See if A.J. Cole can get hot for two or three starts. Maybe. Maybe, but then what do you do with Herman? You send him down? Who cares? I don't well, want to have saying, such a flip. In the, saying, I don't want to have put such him a in the bullpen. Do you flip flop roles at that point? No, he goes back to AAA and you let him work on being a starter because he he does have good stuff. He just can't right now. He can't put it together and he can't be up here learning how to pitch for the Yankees right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nah, you're right. 
the good thing with Herman's first two starts is that at least Severino pitched the next game. Uh, and this past one, uh, CC right. pitched after. You're right. You know? You'd rather have him be the definitive fifth guy right, going back up to the top. You try and steal a win with Herman, right? And then maybe get back to back with Sevy, but Herman pitches like crap, and then you have Cece go out there and do what he did. It's not a not a good feeling, not a good uh, not good momentum. All right, so basically to put a bow on Texas, it, it was it wasn't it wasn't pretty. Yankees are notoriously bad in Texas. Hit a bunch of dingers though. They did. That's the one thing I wanted to say before we. Uh, Close up the show. How how good is Glaber Torres? Dude, let me tell you something, man. This kid is a natural talent. We are watching something very, very, very special. Don't miss an at-bat of this kid's career. He had four home runs in this series. And did he hit one in the last game against Kansas City? So he's got five home... No, I don't did know. He? I thought you meant the last game of this series. No, I think he did hit <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he might have. No, 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 Listen. I'll tell you this right now. He's no, the he didn't youngest. hit one. He did not hit one in the last game in Kansas City. Okay, so he hit three in Texas then. He hit four in Texas. Well, I'm saying three in a row. Yeah. Three games in a row because yeah, yeah. he became the youngest player ever, or in Yankee history at least, to hit three home runs in, in <laughs> Here's what Here's what you days. love about the kid, right? Monday night, uh, home run against Bartolo Colon. Yeah. Right? And then, come on, let's be realistic here. Bartolo Colon can, can pinpoint an ant from 50 miles and away and it. hit it. <laughs> and then he, so, so to tell me that anything other than he hit Glaber Torres on purpose is just not factual. And he hit him in the respectful place. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Come on. Let's be real here. Bartolo- let me tell you something. If there's anything you're going to ever say about Bartolo Colon, it is that he has impeccable control. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen a guy with that type of control. And you're going to tell me he just fucking On lost an 0-2 one? pitch. Come on. Come on. He was like after not- uh who hit that home run? Who hit it out? Uh, Torres hit one his la- is at bat or two before. And then Anduhar? No. Uh who was batting ahead of him? Walker might have gone. Oh, Walker, you're right. First home run of his season. First or second of his season. He hit two. Walker it was, hit no, two. No, it was Walker. It was definitely Walker. Then then Torres gets up and he gets plunked. And what is what? And then what is Glaber doing his next at bat? It's another home it's run. another home run. <laughs> I mean, at yeah, least four of, four of the last five games uh, he's had a home run. I mean, at least you can take like uh, a silver lining out of out of this series in Texas. I mean, what you're watching Glaber Torres do is ridiculous. Yeah, and at the same time, I mean, we've we saw what Didi did in April, and then we saw what he did in May. And don't get too excited because I don't know if Torres is this kind of a power guy or if he's just really getting into a few. But this kid has shown his skills and shown that he's going to be a consistently great player. I don't know if it's going to be as as flashy as it's been where it's been in big spots all the time and these home runs and all that. But I can promise you this. He is going to be a great baseball player for his entire career. You know, it's funny when uh, he got called up and the reporters were asking Boone about him. And he said, well, he doesn't do anything great. He just does everything really well. Right. And they said, well, what's the one like thing that he would you wouldn't expect him to be great, really great or whatever it was. And he was like, I don't think he's got a lot of pop in it. Not like, power. Right, right, right. And he's just been more of a contact hitter. Eight, he's got, the dude's got eight home runs, 
It's unbelievable. And seven of them. six games, 27 seven games. Seven of them are over 400 feet. Unbelievable. The shortest distance is 399. Unbelievable. So he's not hitting cheap home runs either. These balls, when he gets them, they go. Unbelievable. Can't say anything more about that kid. I'm so excited to watch him. Yeah, and I think at this point of the season, when did the Mariners break the home run record? Uh, 2001, wasn't it? That was a wins record. Yeah, I know that, but didn't isn't it's that 96. when they... I don't know. I don't well, whenever it was, the Yankees are about 20 home runs ahead of the pace. That's crazy. I think I saw today they're on pace at 276 home runs Come this year. Come on. Yeah. What did we guess? 240-ish. No, we guessed 250. Well, still, that's a lot of home runs. That's a lot of home runs. All right, so, you know, Yanks lose their first series since they lost 2-3 or to the Red Sox from April 10th to the 12th. I mean, you know what? It sucked. That game last night was atrocious, but... If you're going to go uh, five, six weeks without losing a series, you're going to win a lot of games this year. Yeah. So, I mean, take it for what it is. They got another tough stretch here coming up. You, Anytime you see the Angels on the schedule, I don't care what kind of season the Angels are having. I don't even have to look at their record. I don't like seeing them on the schedule. The Yankees played them well in Anaheim, they swept the series. But Angels are coming to town, and then you got Houston again. So, yeah. so the Yankees were so. Like we said, we're recording Thursday night for Friday morning release. Yanks will be home tonight to start a three-game set with the uh, Los Angeles Angels, whatever the fuck you <laughs> you want to call them. <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Uh, so it's Caleb Haney versus Luis Severino tonight. Is it Andrew? Is it Andrew? No. What's his name? I think it's Andrew Heaney. It is Andrew. Why? Yeah. Where did I get Caleb from? Caleb Smith, maybe. But he throw, he's a left. He's a lefty, so that kind of proves your point. But he pitched Greg really. Bird. Yeah, that he could pitched, be why Bird. He pitched really well against the Yankees last time he pitched. Did he pitch really well against the Yankees? Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Uh, I gotta so, get home. So Sev, so you're looking for a nice bounce back from Sevy tomorrow because yeah. he hasn't pitched great. He's gonna give it to you. All right, so. <clears throat> So, like we said, Yanks return home tomorrow. To get, you know, and then we got. Uh, we'll we'll be back uh, Sunday. Probably. Sunday probably. Sunday, so we Sunday can, morning. We can talk about this later, but you yeah. know, nice homestand coming up with some tough teams before they head back out on the road for Baltimore, and then just that's going to be a mess when they hit the road. When Baltimore for four, and then they got the doubleheader on supposed to be their off day before, then yeah. they head to Toronto. We'll talk about that. And then another off day, which I'm sure will we'll be another doubleheader or something. something. So. All right, so again, <clears throat> thank you for listening. This was episode 46, the Andy Pettit of NYY mm, Sports Talk. I like that. Pettit's uh, going to be at Old Timers Day this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, his uh, Old Timers Day debut. Wow. And apparently Jim Lartz was not happy with the Lartz? Yankees. Jim Lartz? What, what he didn't get an invite? He did not get an invite. He's not happy about it. We're going to have to ask him that. We're interviewing him. Are we? Yeah. Oh. That's we'll been, ask him. That's been collecting dust on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him about it. All right. So uh, episode 46, uh, as always, head to nyysportstalk.com. Uh, the, our Twitter uh, Twitter info is in the description. Uh, you can find all of our handles, website, fan shop, all that fun stuff. Get hooked up, swag up. Uh, almost, almost summertime, boys. This is it. This is the big stretch. So, anything else? Anything That's, else you want to say? Is that for you to ask? Or yeah, is that for it is it? now because you don't know how. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know how. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving the cursing in, by the way, from why? now on. I'll tell you why. Because there's another very popular podcast with two very popular people. Um, one's an a-, a professional athlete for the Yankees, and the other is a broadcaster. And they're explicit. <laughs> they curse nonstop. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm leaving it. <laughs> I don't care. Are you? Yeah. This, this, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be the family podcast. No, I'm done with that, man. People don't want that. People want the cursing. Did you get that in an email? Yeah, I did. Before we wrap up real quick, Mike Francesa said that he... And I won't say what it's about because I don't want to start a whole firestorm over it. But he said that people have wrote, written him many angry letters. It's 2018. Who still <laughs> writes letters? They, get, they have... Uh... They have mailboxes at the fan. That you they, think people are writing letters? Yeah, no, yeah. The uh, Boomer and, and Geo were talking about it. They get mail. They get fan mail every day. Dear Boomer. Because who are you going to email? You don't know Boomer's email. You know him on Twitter? Yeah, but no Boomer. one. He doesn't see all that you think crap. he sees this shit? <laughs> he does. I guess yeah, so if he's yeah, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, if you send him mail. They get it right there. Let's hey. start sending him mail, man. Hey, Boomer, there's another, there's another powder. Come on, wrap up. This this, this episode's way too what, long. What's this white powder in my? Uh, Where's this white? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. There's not going to be an episode forty-seven. No, I don't I care. Know, I don't, know if, I I don't care. I got to get home. I got a family. I do. It's nine o'clock on a. F- I keep thinking it's Friday, man. I keep thinking it's Friday. Have a very uh, happy Memorial Day weekend. I know we'll be with you on Monday morning, but that'll be past the weekend already. Have a great weekend. Enjoy barbecues with have your family. A, yeah, have a great weekend. Great weekend. Have a great weekend. Okay. Let's I'm go. doing this to piss you off. I know. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to episode 46 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. Check out the description of this podcast. For a link to our website and all our Twitter information, Stat Guy Rye. What do you got to say, pal? Red Sox are losing 6 nothing right now. Nice. Middle of the fifth. Oh, so the Yankees won't be two full games out of Great. first place. Also, happy birthday, Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon! 40, 45 years old today. Chris. I kind of like you. Say goodbye. <laughs>